Nightbird Radio Podcast. I'm Timothy Saylor, and I'm going to be your host this evening as we sound out the subconscious, navigate the nocturnal, and explore the farthest reaches of our experience, coming at you from the back of an 86 Dodge Ram van on the rolling foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in the Great Forest, deep in the heart of the Kali Yuga. This is Radio for the Hauntological Turn. This episode of the Nightbird Radio Podcast was brought to you by Matt Boisvert. who provided the incredible value of his time and talent by uh, composing me this amazing new intro and outro music, as well as putting together the sound portion of the journey that you will hear in this episode. Thank you so much for your support. And welcome back, Nightbirds. It's great to have you back, and it's great to be back. So we're going to be doing things a little differently this week. I'm not going to have a guest. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you a part of my practice, something that has been really important to me, something that I even mentioned in one of the first episodes of this show. And it's something that has pulled me through a lot of dark times and offered solace to me in times where it seemed like this life was really stripped of all its beauty. I'm going to share with you how you might receive secret names. Maybe this is something you've already had happen. Maybe it's completely new to you. But the idea for this episode came to me when I was talking to Reverend Jangle Bones and Kurt Huggins of the Soapbox podcast. And we were talking about names that spirits had given us or called us. And I wondered if this was common for practitioners, if this was a common experience. I still don't know if it is or not. Uh, But I think it should be, and hence this episode. So I'm going to share my experience. And for this reason, I'm going to refrain as much as possible from speaking in the second person. If I do, I will try to say we. This is pertinent because I'm not that special. I am unique, sure but I am not more unique than anyone else. There are no gradients of unique. And so I am of the mind that these things are true for anyone and therefore will work for anyone. So in other words, like these aren't working for me because I'm special. I don't have powers that you aren't able to get. I just make the choices to do the things that people who have enriching relationships with spirits do. I seek those people out, and I do what they suggest I do. That's it. I just do the work. And um, another thing I wanted to, to make clear is that it is spirits who have urged me to share this. I've actually tried to put this off, and of course this has been to no avail as someone who listens to his spirits. So I'm probably preaching to the choir with the introductory metaphysics here, but I'm going to go into them anyway, because I don't want to leave anyone in the lurch. If you listen to this show, you know where I'm coming from. Uh, If you are new, welcome to Nightbird Radio. For these reasons, I think it's important to note that I am operating under a couple of conceits. I have consciously chosen the word conceit over the word assumption. I have had direct experience with this information. Hence why I do not call them assumptions. But they may sound like assumptions to the uninitiated, and that's okay. 
For our purpose, they'll operate much the same way as assumptions might. They're going to be offering us a common ground from which we can build on the practice I'm going to share. I'm going to simplify them. But upon examination, these ideas are filled with nuance and even paradox uh, of imaginary bounds and incomprehensible juxtapositions. There's a difference between simplicity and something being simple. But I digress. Here are the conceits. One, spirits exist. I'm not interested in proving this. I'm not interested in offering information that proves this. I'm not interested in even being right. This is an experience that I've had. If you do not have this experience, then I urge you to try what I'm about to share and tell me what you think. Number two, I am a spirit who is currently having a material experience. So I am a spirit in the material world. The essence of my being is spirit. I have the divine spark within me. I have a soul or whatever you want to call it, an essence. I am a spirit first and foremost, and a human is just kind of an experience I'm having right now. Three, spirits have more ways of experiencing things and therefore of knowing things than what are conventionally considered sensory inputs. So like things like touch, hearing, sight, taste, balance, sense of time. Spirits are able to know things uh, and have ways of knowing things that are beyond these um, physical ways that we're most, most used to gathering information. And so number four is going to kind of be a synthesis of these. So I'm not limited by this material experience by virtue of the first three and most importantly of, of number three. That can mean a lot of things, and it means a lot of things for me. But all it needs to mean for our purposes here is that there exists an experience beyond the material. And since I have a part of me that exists beyond the material, I'm able to have that experience. So for the seasoned occultists, thank you for bearing with me while I kind of set the groundwork. Okay, so I have names that only spirits have been able to tell me. Maybe these are things I already knew, but I had to remember or be reminded or be told somehow. So I, as a spiritual being, was able to know the thing I was told. And also the spirit who told me was able to know it and therefore able to tell it. Otherwise, transmission wouldn't be possible or I wouldn't believe it or something. It would just kind of slide off. But when these things really come through, they strike a part of me that can sense true like I can taste sweet. So why is this important? I think there's a couple of reasons. Um, I think for me, first and foremost, is the idea of identification. So a lot of my suffering comes because I identify with like some experience I'm having, I take it personally. I take it to mean that this is me. So like I'll, I identify with fear, or I identify with self-pity, or I identify with some emotion, some feeling, some thought, some experience. Oh, I'm not good enough. Um, these things come, right? And w 
these are experiences that we have, but I don't have to identify with them. And the more I'm able to stand firm in the part of me that is beyond those experiences, the the easier it is for me to defend or to not identify with these thoughts, with these emotions, with these feelings. By identify, it really just means like, when I take it and I think, oh, this is true because I'm feeling this, this is true. This is the truth about me. That's identification. So receiving names allows me to identify as the spiritual being that is my essence and to identify with the part of myself that is greater than this material experience as opposed to this day-to-day stuff. Uh, This practice helps to more me and the part of me that is beyond all this, that is greater than this. I'd also like to point out that this practice, it may not be safe. I don't think it's ever safe when we step into these waters. And I also don't think that anything worthwhile, really worthwhile, is ever safe. Hardly. I can't think of anything right now that is. And if you are having thoughts of, this won't work for me, I'm not going to be able to do this, etc., then I will tell you that you are already in conversation with spirits and that they are whack-ass spirits that should be banished, protected against, and cleansed from. Thoughts are spirits. So if you're having thoughts at all, you are communicating with spirits. And so I would say that that is a dangerous place to be. And so Actually, this practice is a lot safer than that, in my opinion. This is just for those who are maybe of the mind that like speaking to entities is like a hazardous activity. Like we're always doing that. So I would rather do it with entities that have my highest good in mind. I choose to converse with spirits that promote my highest good. I live with this intentionality. That doesn't mean that something else won't get through from time to time. But I have more awareness when it does, um, thanks to a a rigorous spiritual practice, which includes the names that I've been given and remembering those names and repeating them to myself and, and things like that. Another reason that I think this is important now is that in the days, months, and years to come, we're going to be pulled in so many directions and be asked and tempted to identify with so many external forces, so many sides, so many ideologies, so many us versus them mentalities, um, with othering and things like that. It really doesn't matter the specifics because the externalities are really kind of all the same. We're going to be pulled to identify with external forces and externalities. So it's vitally important right now that we connect with this inner current, that we remember who we are and what this is, that we identify with that which is eternal, ineffable, and limitless within us. Paradoxically, naming what part of that we are has been very helpful for me. Identifying with this material experience is like trying to remember where I parked my car by the cars that are parked around it. These cars will come and go. They are in a state of impermanence. And so they're poor benchmarks. Finally, at a more advanced level, I think that the accumulation of names, both secret and otherwise, 
will aid us in traversing the imaginal, the astral, spirit vision, and perhaps beyond these realms. Does Odin have a thousand names because he travels a thousand realms? Or is it the other way around? With this knowledge, we shall become both chicken and egg. So with all of this in mind, let's get to the exercise, which is rather simple. Before we get into it, you're going to need a place where you can be still, comfortable, and uninterrupted for about 15 to 20 minutes. So if you're driving right now, you're going to have to pause the episode and continue when you're in a place uh, where it would be safe for you to close your eyes for 15 to 20 minutes. And also, it's important for me to mention that uh, we're not going too far afield in terms of spirit contact. We're just going to be asking for a message from one of your guides, one of your spirit guides. So find a comfortable place, put on some headphones, lie down with your arms at your sides, or sit in a chair with a straight back with your hands um, on your knees and just get comfortable. Um, I like to use an eye mask as well to block out any light. It just it helps the, the, the journey come clearer for me and it's less distracting. And I will go ahead and begin the meditation. Start by taking three deep breaths. In through your nose, out through your mouth. As you exhale on the third breath, see and feel relaxation. Deep, pure relaxation flow from the top of your head down through your head to your neck. Release all the tension in your neck. Feel that deep relaxation flow into your shoulders and feel all the tension leave your shoulders. Now feel it flowing into your upper arms your elbows, your lower arms, deep relaxation as you breathe deeply, and as you breathe out, let that relaxation flow into your hands, and as that relaxation flows into your hands, see all the tension that you were holding in your arms flow out of your palms, out of your fingertips, back into the earth. Now pick up at your shoulders and see that relaxation flowing down from your neck into your shoulders, all that tension releasing from your shoulders, sinking into the ground and being accepted by the earth. Now feel that relaxation flowing into your chest, surrounding your heart, down into your lower abdomen, filling your body with total and pure relaxation. Feel it flowing down your lower abdomen and into the cradle of your waist. Feel all the tension that you hold in your hips releasing, being released into the earth and accepted back into Mother Earth. 
now see and feel that relaxation flowing down your hips into your upper legs, down through your knees, into your lower legs, and into your feet. And as that pure relaxation flows into your feet, see all the tension that you are holding in your legs flow out of your feet and your toes into the ground to be accepted by the earth. Continue to breathe deeply and fully in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you breathe with each in-breath, see brilliant white light entering your body from all directions and coalescing around your heart. See this white light kindling the fire that exists within your ribs, the fire that burns in your heart. This is your divine spark. This is where the divine dwells within you. The part of you that is connected with the all and can never be separated or sundered. See that fire being kindled within you. Each breath a bellows that stokes the fire of that heart. And now that you're fully relaxed and firmly grounded in the divine that dwells within you, see yourself shooting into the heavens. This may occur with the help of a spirit, or you may be flying solo. See your body rise up above the place in which you're dwelling, up into the sky, the ground shrinking beneath you, and see the clouds above you. And as you enter those clouds, see them parting. And as you soar up into those clouds, you see a vast mountainous country spreading out in all directions. As your feet find purchase in the land, you begin walking. And as you walk, you come upon two great pillars. These are the twin pillars that preside over the entrance to the imaginal realm. Stand before the pillars. Speak your name and your mother's name, telling them who you are and of your intention to pass through them. Having passed through the twin pillars, you find yourself walking down a path in a lush green forested valley. Notice what animals are there, what spirits are there with you. And walking down the path, you find a campfire. This is the campfire where the spirit will bring you the message. You sit at one side of the campfire on a stone, and across the campfire is another empty stone. This is where the spirit who brings the message will come and sit. Announce that you are here 
to receive a name from one of your guides and wait for the spirit to come bringing the message.
you may need to stay longer and speak more with the spirit and if you need to that's fine thank the spirit for bringing you the message for coming and speaking to you and ask them if there's anything else they need to tell you before you depart Bid the spirit depart in peace and find yourself sinking back through the ground, slowly descending through the clouds, the center of your being returning to your body where you sit or lay. Slowly begin moving the tips of your fingers and the tips of your toes to bring yourself back into your body returning to the physical and this concludes the meditation Remember, this is a secret name. It's just for you. So keep it secret and keep it safe. I don't know why it's important that it remains a secret, but the spirits assured me that it was. So it's up to you if you want to share it. But the intention here is that this name remains secret as something known only to you and your spirits. In that way, it's sort of a covenant. So thank you for coming on this journey with me. If you've just participated in this exercise, then you probably need to go take some notes, write down what you experienced, write down what you heard, sit with the experience, and sit with the information you've been given to kind of decompress. So I'm not going to keep you really much longer. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that you got something out of this exercise. I like to do this as often as possible to keep in contact with the journey realm and the beings that live there. I get a lot of information from them and I'm just continuously blessed by, um, by the things they give me. Thanks again for joining me and we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week. Mm-hmm.